0: Was in Africa, probably because of his nickname. Like he was known as the Black Mamba, after the snake in Africa, like one of the most deadliest snakes in the world. And he got this because he just had this like killer in- instinct of this laser focus on being the best basketball player he could ever be. His focus was legendary. There are tons of stories about it. One of my favorite was from uh, the 2008 Summer Olympics. Uh, the, the team was coming together, guys from, the best players from the NBA were coming together, and this uh, player named Chris Bosh was a young guy at the time, got it in his mind of, I'm going to get be the first guy to breakfast, I'm going to set the tone, I'm going to be a young leader and establish myself on this team, and so he sets his alarm super early, like before the sun came up, And and this is in the summer, so you know like it's early, early, and he gets there, Walks in the doors for breakfast, and who does he see but Kobe Bryant? Already with ice packs on his knees and drenched in sweat. And it takes Chris a a second to realize what he just is seeing. Kobe, not only did Kobe beat him to breakfast, he got a full workout in before he even woke up. And, like, this isn't just, like, a shoot around where he's just running around having fun. Like, he's drenched in sweat. He's putting in work before anyone else woke up. That's crazy, especially when you think about the NBA finals just ended. Kobe played just days earlier to this, and yet he's still waking up before anyone else and getting a full workout in before practice that day. Like, that's just crazy. Crazy. The amount of focus that he had on being the best basketball player he could be. Have you ever had any, fo- any amount of focus like that where you just focused on one thing? It consumed your life. Every moment of your life was thinking about this one thing. It infected everything you did. Have you ever focused like that? Have you ever focused on God like that? Oh, that's a big question. I don't, I don't like that question. Because I think if I'm honest with myself, I know the answer to that is no. There are times when I'll take God out of my focus and put him on the side, put him on the shelf in the peripheral. But if he is who he says he is, if he is to me who I say he is, shouldn't he be the center of my focus, center of my attention? And how does that even happen? How do we do that? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about for the next four weeks. We're entering this series called Focus, talking about four spiritual habits, four things that you can do in your life every day to focus in on your relationship with God. The first spiritual habit, the first thing that you can do in your life is just focusing on what he has said, focusing on the Bible, Right, this is often referred to as God's word. That God is speaking to us through the Bible. That through the Bible is, we we know how we order our life, how it's uh, what we should do, what we shouldn't do. Here we receive comfort in times of pain. We receive peace in difficult times. We learn about who God is, about who we are. This book is so good for so many things. But look, I I get it. Focusing on the Bible, studying, reading the Bible is not the easiest thing to do. Why is it important for us to focus on it? Well, there's this fascinating story about Jesus in the Bible. Uh, Jesus, who is fully God, fully man, who had to focus to overcome a big challenge in his life. Jesus was fully God, fully man. Even though he had all the ability in the world, he still experienced thoughts, feelings, emotions that we have just like us. In this moment, Jesus had to choose what to focus on and what to ignore. We find this in Matthew four. Don't worry about following me here. This isn't gonna be our main uh, passage tonight. But I want to show you what Jesus does in, in the face of difficulty. And there's a lot of really cool things happening in Matthew 4. Unfortunately, we don't have the time to unpack all of them. But here's what you should know. This is happening before Jesus has even started his ministry, before he starts healing people and teaching them, before he has even called any of his followers to follow him. Before any of that, he goes out into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. And and while he's out there, he's doing something called fasting, where he's not eating any food. Could you imagine for 40 days not having any food? Like, that's the limit a human can go without food. He goes out to focus on who he is and why he has come. To focus that he is the Son of God, that he has come to save us from our sins. But while he's doing this, at the end of those 40 days, his adversary, Satan, comes to try and distract him, to try and pull him away from his focus. And he does this through three ways. Let's, let's see how he does it. Uh, in verse 3, the words will be on the screen. I'm not going to read all of them. I'll just kind of be jumping around but you, so you can see where we're, we are. Verse 3, and the tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of God, Command these stones to become loaves of bread. And remember, Jesus is starving at this moment. But he answered, it is written. Now, whenever Jesus says, it is written, he's quoting a passage from Deuteronomy, from one of the first books of the Bible. He's turning back to what God has said and focusing on that. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then Satan tempted him a second time. He brought him to the the temple in Jerusalem, to to the highest point in the temple, and says, hey, Jesus, why don't you jump off? If you jump off, angels will catch you, and you won't be hurt. And this is what Jesus says. Jesus said to him, again, it is written, quoting from the Bible, focusing on what God had said, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And then Satan tempted him a third time. He brought him to this high mountain where you could look out and see all the kingdoms of the world and their glories and said, hey, if you bow down and worship me, I'll give it all to you. Then Jesus said to him, be gone, Satan, for it is written, again, focusing on what God has said, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Jesus was in the habit of Of focusing on God's words, especially when he faced difficulties. Whenever he had hard things come, he continued to focus on what God had said. But here's the thing. With with Jesus, he didn't have a a nice iPhone in his pocket that he could pull out and pull up the Bible app, or he didn't have a cart full of Bibles in the back of the room. Instead, he had to put God's truths on his heart and on his mind and memorize them. Check out how this works. So open with me to to Psalm chapter 19. It's on page 513, 512, 513. Psalm chapter 119 is really cool because it's it's the longest chapter in the Bible, in the longest book in the Bible, in Psalms. And it shares the value of God's word in our lives. Listen to what it says. Starting in verse 33, "'Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, "'and I will keep it to the end. "'Give me understanding that I may keep your law "'and observe it with my whole heart. "'Lead me in the path of your commandments, "'for I delight in it. "'Incline my heart to your testimonies "'and not to selfish gain. "'Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things "'and give me life in your ways.'" This psalm is written by someone asking God to teach them, give them understanding, direction, to help them focus when so many things want to to cause them to lose focus. The words teach and give are asking God for wisdom through the scriptures, through the words that God has said. This person knows how important the words of God are, especially When we are wandering, confused, hurt, tempted, or needing guidance. Now, you're probably not in the middle of a 40-day fast like Jesus was. At least I hope you're not. But you might be going through something stressful or a change in your life that you can't manage. When you're not finding hope or facing stress or hitting an academic hurdle or going through a change in your life in your family in your friends battling for your mental health or sitting with someone who is there's a way that you can find focus in the midst of chaos the writer of this psalm found direction through God's words Jesus fought off lies and distractions by focusing on God's words You and I can find direction, can find comfort, can fight off lies and distractions by focusing on God's words too. That's the power of focusing on what God has said. When I was in high school, my brother, who was in college in Milwaukee at the time, had a medical emergency. He ended up in the hospital. We got the call, and my dad took off that night. My mom and I followed the next morning. And I just remember feeling so helpless, like I had lost all control over everything in my life. I remember being scared of, I don't know what's going to happen, of visiting him in the hospital and and thinking, is is he going to be okay? I don't know what's going to happen. In that moment, I was reminded of a verse that I had just memorized, James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because the testing of your faith will develop perseverance. Perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be perfect, not lacking anything. In those words, I found comfort. I found meaning for what I was experiencing. I found a way to continue to focus on God, the person who was in control of everything. My brother eventually ended up being okay, and I walked through that experience coming away with a perseverance On how to focus on what God had said and how then to focus on God himself but how do we do that in our everyday life tonight I want to walk through a practice with you that has been going on in the church for centuries it's called Lectio Divina now it sounds super fancy it's a it's a Latin phrase for divine reading it sounds spiritual and technical and crazy, but it's actually pretty simple. It's just four steps. Four steps of reading, of meditating, of praying, and sitting and resting in what God has said. I'm going to walk you through each of these four steps. Leaders are going to be handing out pieces of paper. You're going to need those in a second, but hold on to those. Uh, Can we hit the lights too? We'll turn down the lights. And we're going to read Psalm 119 together and focus on what God has said. I'll be, we'll walk through it together every step of the way. Psalm 119, and we'll be in verse 33. The words will be on the screen, so don't worry about trying to find it in your Bible. And the first time, we are going to read it together. Out loud. So the fir- we're going to read it a few times. The first time we're going to read it together out loud. It'll be on the screen if you want to throw that up there. There we go. All right. So let's read Psalm 119 together. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I will keep it to the end. Give me understanding that I may keep your law. And observe it with my whole heart. Lead me in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to selfish gain. Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your ways. This next time I'm going to read it, and I want you to close your eyes. I want you to close your eyes and just think about the words that you're hearing. Just Be still in that moment. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I will keep it to the end. Give me understanding that I may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. Lead me in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to selfish gain. Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your ways. This next step, to meditate on it, on the sheets of paper, write down a few words that are sticking out to you. Write down a phrase that's catching your attention. What words are coming to your mind? What, What stands out to you? Write down a few words or phrases. As you do that, I want you to think through these questions. Why do you think those words stood out to you? What are they trying to tell you? What message does God want you to hear? When you've written down those words, write down any thoughts that come to your mind as as you want with in response to those questions. Why do you think those words stood out to you? What are these words telling you about your life, about your family, about God? What message does God want you to hear? I'm going to read the passage one more time. And this time, be thinking through those words that you wrote down. Listen for them. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I will keep it to the end. Give me understanding that I may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. Lead me in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to selfish gain. Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your ways. This next step, I want to give you a chance to respond to God in prayer. Tell him what's on your heart. Tell him what you're thinking, what thoughts came to your mind. In the quietness of this moment, in the quietness of your heart, just close your eyes, bow your head, and talk to God. If you're not sure what that looks like, there's going to be some prompts on the screen to help you structure what that could look like. Just finish those thoughts. Finish that sentence in your own way. God, you are what? God, I want you to do Finally, it's time to just simply listen, to sit quietly, focused on God, focused on what he has said. Give him a chance to speak to you in another way. pause the music look we're we're all learning how to focus right we're all learning how to focus on God and and our relationship with him none of us have mastered that habit right none of us have mastered what it means to spend time with God yet we make little steps every day one of those steps is simply to say yes yes to spending time with him yes to focusing on that relationship i want to challenge you over the next four weeks as we're in this series over the next month focus every day on your relationship with god i want to challenge you to do that and we've created this tool the focus journal to help you do that this journal is split up into four parts that mirror the four spiritual habits that we're going to talk about. So part one is to focus on what God has said. Each day is going to have seven, or each part is going to have seven days with it. The days look like this. They're pretty straightforward. They tell you what to do, when to do it, what to pray, what to think about, what to write down. It's, It's a pretty guided study, so it should be Pretty simple for you to do, but it's a simple way that you can focus on your relationship with God every day. Will you commit to that? Will you commit to focusing on God over the next month? Take this with you, put it by your bed, put it in your backpack, wherever you can remember it to do this every single day. It's, it shouldn't take you very long. Five minutes, ten minutes just a short time to spend focused on God. If you decide to say yes to that, I'm so excited for what you're going to experience over the next month, how God is going to meet with you, how he's going to show you things about himself, about you, that he's going to help you take things that are blurry and confusing and make them clear. That's the power of focusing on what God has said. Let's pray. God, you are so good. You are the creator of the universe, and yet you didn't just create it and leave it be. You stepped into it, and you want to be known by us. You've revealed yourself in Jesus. You've revealed yourself in the Bible. You've told us who you are and and shown us how we can learn about you, how we can focus on you, how we can have a relationship with you. Would you meet with us in special ways over the next month as we engage in relationship with you through the Focus Journal? Would you show us things about yourself, about ourselves? We love you. In your name, amen. few things before you go. These books are on the back. Grab one on your way out. If this is your first time reading the Bible on your own, this is going to be an easy way to get you started. If you've been walking uh, with Jesus for a while and, and have your own rhythm of reading the Bible, this is going to be a great new way for you to focus on, on God. I encourage you, grab one on your way out. Go to small groups. Be back here, leaders, by like 740 at the latest.